Corinthians, and then we're going to read, we're going to start off 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 10. I don't know if you got the words, if not, we actually, we didn't put the words on there on purpose, so you guys are forced to look at your Bibles. So, you guys can open up your Bibles, whether it's on, it's the only part of the service you can have on your phone. So I have a specific restriction. You cannot videotape me either. <laughs> but uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 10. All right, it says... Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. But we live by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, when we would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. God, we thank you for this word this morning. I pray, God, that you may use me. God, I pray, God, that it won't be me on this stage. God, but that at every part of this message, Lord God, I pray that your spirit will be attached to it and it may align with your word. God, and just, just help me today. Out of the responsibility to, of preaching your word, God, that I may, God, just speak your word, and your word does not return void. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we get talking about graduates and the youth as they go on to the next area of their life, um, I thought it's easy to do a message on, on trust and having faith. And that's really where I was aiming at when I first started preparing for the sermon was, was having trust. And God led me to, the, it's, to, to these verses, and it kind of added, added more to it. Firstly, the, the beginning part of the verse talks, I'll read the first verse. It says, now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Our bodies... They're an earthly tent. Think of the word tent. I, I don't have much good experiences in a tent. Um, I grew up in Royal Rangers, um, and we went on camping trips, and I hated sleeping in the tent because what comes in tents? Spiders. What comes in tents? Bugs. They're not good experiences. I would not choose to live in a tent for an extended period of time because tents are uncomfortable, and we weren't, this isn't like modified camping. It was sleeping bag on the ground floor. It wasn't an air mattress. It wasn't a cabin. It was a straight tent on the ground. That, that's real camping. I'm sorry. Um, and also, a couple of years ago, me and my friend, uh, one of my best friends growing up through college, and uh, 
we decided, let's, let's, go, let's go camping. We wanted to have like that wilderness experience of, okay, because you're in the Bible, when, you, when people are out in the wilderness, they encounter God because it's really, it's them and God alone. And I was blessed with the opportunity when I was at Southeastern University to, to, to go to Israel and to be in the desert like, and see all the stars. And that's when you really realize it's only you and God. There's nothing else. So we're like, okay, let's try to generate that in the middle of Florida, middle of August, in the tent, no air conditioning, no bug repellent. Because we're, we're guys. We don't think about that stuff. We didn't have girlfriends at the time who could say, hey, make sure you bring your bug repellent. So we had a tent that we were supposed to stay in. We couldn't sleep in it because there's bugs flying everywhere. There's flies, and it was just too hot. So then, okay, we'll just sleep in the car. So every couple of hours, we turn the air on and the air blow. And, um, oh, what? Uh, that, thanks. Um, <laughs> so, and it was still hot, but in the morning, the car wouldn't start, but... But it was a bad experience. Living in tents is, is, it's not desirable. And with our bodies, it's, it's like that tent. When our bodies are absent from the spirit of God, we're, we're, we're nasty. We're, we're, we're doomed for destruction. We're, our bodies as this sinful nature that, that, that if we don't have the spirit of God within us, that's all we know. We all know, we all know that sinful nature. But then when we get that spirit inside of us, that's when that wrestling comes. And Paul talks about it all through Romans and all through the gospel or all through his, his letters of that, that tension between, okay, the flesh and the tension between the spirit of how he knows what to do, but he doesn't do it. And what he wants to do, he doesn't do it because it's that spirit, the battle between flesh and the spirit. And it's like if we don't have the spirit of God in us, all we know is that sinful nature. All we know is, all we know is that, that road to destruction. There's a YouTube video, and it says uh, how, you know, it's like how you know God is real or, or something like that. And it was basically showing all these accidents of cars that barely missed a person or a person may have gotten in an accident and just barely missed getting, getting killed. We are that car doomed for destruction. Well, the car still got destroyed. Um, I would say we're the people. Um, switch it around. We are with that car coming straight at us, doomed for destruction. If we don't have the Spirit of God in us, if we are not connected to the Holy Spirit, that car is coming straight at us, and it's not going to stop. And we're going to be doomed in hell for eternity, eternity forever. You can't get off the hell sentence of good behavior. We're there for eternity. But with the Spirit of God, He saves us from that destruction. He saves us from that, from hell, from that eternity in hell. So in the, and so, what it says in the next part of this verse, it says, Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. I got a, I got a pole. Who would rather live in a tent? Jaden in the back. Um, who would rather live in a house? Not just a house made by Miranda or whatever, uh, whatever other, other house, house, house makers are out there, but a house made by God. That everything you, it may not be 
all, it may be a mansion or whatever it is, but it's built by God. It's not built by human hands. Do we want to live in a tent or do we want to live in a house? So my first point, if I had to title it, it says, don't make yourself feel at home in a tent. Paul's talking about the body physically. We live in this skin that eventually is going to die and pass away. This body we live in is controlled by the flesh and the sinful nature. Our body will die, but it's our spirit that lives, and we enter into our heavenly bodies. But Paul talks about the separation of the flesh and spirit. He talks about the battle between spirit and flesh. We have these good thoughts, and we have the thoughts that we know not to do. We know what our sinful nature is. We know when we're in situations where we think things that aren't right or, we, or whatever it may be. We have that battle that goes on in our lives if we have the spirit of God because our bodies, that's all, they, all we know is sin. But it's the spirit of God that's with inside of us that's, that's leading us to the right direction. And for the rest of our lives, we're gonna have this battle. But we know that we have a spirit that brings us life and peace. No matter what battle we're going through, just like the song we know where our help comes from. We know the life that we have through the Holy Spirit. So let us understand who we are. I'm going to read the next parts of the verse. It says, Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. If we're while we are in this tent, we groan in our burden because we do not wish to be unclothed, but be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. We groan. While we are away from God, we, we groan. Have you ever wanted to be somewhere and you're not there and you have that wanting to be there? Like that, that groan, like for me, last, it was like two Fridays ago. For me, I'm, I'm a very, when I want food, I want food. Um, but where I work, um, since it's all customer service based and based on how many customers come in is really how, how busy you're going to be. So it's not many times we get a break. But for me, like the first thing when I get to work, I think about is my break so I can eat the food. Um, but last Friday, we had our district leader in the branch and also this main corporate guy come in. Um, and they were in the break room the whole time talking. And I'm working a 6.30 to 3 o'clock shift. And it's about 11 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. And I, I hint to the branch leader. I was like, hey, can I get a break? And he's like, no, they're back there. So I, I go from the 6.30 to 3 o'clock out eating. And for me, that makes me angry. I, I was not a happy worker from like 12 to 3 until I got off. I heated up my food before I left and ate in the car on the way home. They just say nothing wrong with eating and driving. Um, but we all have, the, have you ever wanted to be somewhere and you're not there? And I'm a huge Eagles fan. If the Eagles were ever in the Super Bowl, ever, um, I'd want to I'd wanna save up and I'd want to be there. I'd have that groaning like, ah, I want to be there. See, in our lives, whether, it's, whether you're wanting is food or whether we're ever at an event, a concert, a, a show, or a performance, whatever it may be, and we have that wanting to be there, but we're not there. That's how we should be while we're living on this earth. We're living in this body that's filled with sin. And yes, we have this connection to the, to the spirit, but we, should, we can't, should not have to wait. We don't want to have to wait to get into heaven. We should have that groaning, I can't wait till I'm in heaven. And that's what Paul is saying. I can't wait till I'm in heaven. I'm, I'm hangry to get into heaven. I don't know if that makes sense, but go with it. Uh, so I'm going to read 
I want to read Romans 8, 22 through 25. Give you a little bit to get there. Alrighty, so it says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Pains of childbirth. I never, women, you got that, that pain that groaning the, it's almost similar to me when I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, I did. You, got, you, you, don't, you don't know what goes on in this belly. Um, <laughs> Uh, but not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. It says that the whole creation, so even if absent from the Spirit, people who don't, that aren't Christ followers, they, they, we have this, the whole creation groans. But, it's, but, but Paul says, even, even for him who knows the Spirit, grows inwardly as we wait eagerly. I know another, another translation says, earnestly desire. I think that in 2 Corinthians 5, when it talks about groaning and longing, it says earnestly desire in another translation. As we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons and the redemption of our bodies. So we have this groaning. We have this, it's because of the, the death and it's because of the sinful nature that lives inside of us like we should not want to live by that anymore when we become when we when we become uh connected with the spirit we should not want to live by the by the sinful desires by the sinful nature we should have that that struggle we should and then at the end of uh verse four and i'm switching back and forth from second corinthians to romans because i think these passages are very similar um it says so so that what is mortal Maybe swallowed up by life. Now, Greek, yes, Greek, uh, yes, Bishop, I pulled out a Greek word, um, is the word katapino, which basically to, to, means to devour, to drown, be overwhelmed. So, so that what is mortal, that what is, what is dead may be swallowed up by life, may be drowned, completely overwhelmed, completely engulfed in life. See, and then, then John 10.10 10 says, it's, uh, the, steal come, the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. See, it's not just a life that's in the, that's in the shallow end, peddling in the, in, the, in the shallow end. It's a life that, that jumps deep into the deep end. That's the life that God has, has intended for us, and it's the life that we only have by connection to the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Spirit living inside of you, not a, if you're not a Christ follower today, that life is, is absent from you. And for the rest of your life, you're going to have that groaning and that, 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 that pain. But it's the Spirit of God that's placed inside of us that we know we have that connection to life. Next part of, in 2 Corinthians 5, it says, Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose, and has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And it was sometime last year, Bishop spoke a message on, um, or inside the message, it was that, that spirit's like a, like a down deposit on a house. When you place a deposit on something, you're saying that you own that. That, that I'm, 
It may not be mine yet, but until it's mine, until, until it gets there, until we get there, it's mine. We're, the Spirit is a, we have a down deposit from God in our lives, the Holy Spirit. We may not be connected with him yet, but we know that we are his. It's like save, save, saving seats at a graduation or, or, or whatever big event. If you know that your seat is saved in the front row, everyone else is running to, say, to, to, to get to the next seat or get the best seats that they can, but you know that your seat is planted right in the front row. I know I grew up in the Assemblies of God and they put on these big events and big conferences and, and a lot of times when they're, before, they're, um, before their events, people are waiting at the door. And once the door opens, it's like a dead sprint. It's like a big amoeba flying across the seats and people are trying to run to the front because run to the front to get the best seats that they can or because they don't, they don't have any safe seats so they're trying to get there as quick as they can. And I mean, I've been there. I've been the one running as fast as I can to get to the front seat. But there's a different confidence. I didn't have that confidence because I didn't know if anyone was going to get there before me. But there's a confidence when you know that that seat is saved and you don't have to run. And you don't have to push people out of the way. You know that that seat is saved. That's like the Holy Spirit inside of us. We don't have to run and do the same race that the people of this world does because we know we have the spirit inside of us that gives us life, that we're not living in tents like everyone else, but we have a down deposit on a house in heaven that we can call our own. Amen. going to read this paragraph and then we'll go on. Our, our earthly bodies get connected to the life giver and everything that is mortal is given life. And Jesus says he is coming to give life and life to the fullest. God has given us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us as a down payment for us, a deposit for us. We are signed, sealed, and owned by God through the Holy Spirit. This point is called signed, sealed, not yet delivered, but I'm yours. Um, <laughs> Romans says that even for those who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly for the day we are called into the heavens. And then goes, then it talks in the hope, in the hope for what, what is to come because of the Spirit inside of us. The Spirit gives us a glimpse of what life will be when we enter in heaven. And that glimpse of life is all that we need to provide us hope for the future. So I'm going to read the next part. In, uh, actually, I'll, I'll read a verse... 2 Corinthians 5, 6, 6 through 10. It says, therefore, we are always confident to know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. In verse 7, we live by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. It's basically saying, whether I'm here or I'm there or wherever it may be, I'm going to please the Lord. Romans, in Romans, I've, I've got the verse, but it says, whether we live or whether we die, I'm going to live for the Lord. Paul's at a point that, that he understands the struggle between the flesh and the spirit, and he understands the battle. and. And he may have fallen a couple of times and he has his weakness, his thorn in the flesh, but he knows that the spirit of God that is with him. Um, sorry, I lost my point. Um, <laughs> he knows the spirit of God is with him. 
we know that, when, that no matter what it is, he's going to live to please the Lord. And that's great to know for us when we don't know where we're going or whether we, we have a, a thing in our life that just causes us to fall and slip all the time. That no matter how many times we've prayed, we still fall to the same temptation or, or whether it's something that we've recently done that's, that's affecting our life that may have not been pleasing to God. We know that, that, that whether we are in the spirit or in the flesh, we, our desire is to please him. And at the end, when we have that life and we have the spirit, we entered in, into heaven. What I'm going to talk about now is, is, is trust. I was thinking the other day in the car, I was thinking, if God answered all of our prayers right away, right away, we were praying one night on a prayer call and the next morning it showed up. Why would we need to have faith? Why would we need to trust God if we knew that right when we ask something, we're going to get it? There's no need for faith. There's no need to have trust in God when we know we're going to get something when we ask for it. So with that, I'm going to read Romans 8. 824 and 25. I know I'm jumping back and forth, um, but it says, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And then when it says we live by faith and not by sight, when we don't see something, when the physically, when we don't see something, we don't see a job lined up, or we don't see where the money's coming from, we don't see wherever it may be, that's when we need to have faith. We need to be a people who live by faith and not just go on what they see because it's when we live by faith, that's when God shows up the most. It's easy when it talks about perseverance, it's easy to persevere in the good times. I, I can persevere through all this stuff all, all I want. But when it's the bad times, when it's the times of, of, of struggle and times of pain and times of trials and tribulations, it's during that time when we need to persevere. It's through times of suffering that brings, that, 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 that God strengthen us, strengthens us and builds to our character and, and we, we know to become patient upon him. But it's having faith for what we do not see, what we do not see yet. I went over to RJ's house on Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Um, talking about a conversation that he had with Jonathan about if you knew the whole rest of your, your life and, all plan, and everything was planned out and you knew the, the steps that you had to take. And, and I mean, I've, I've prayed that prayer before where you just, God, just show me everything that I need to do for the rest of my life. That way I can be obedient and follow you. Obedience isn't tested by that. Obedience is tested when you decide to have faith. You may not go, but you're, you're going to decide to be obedient to God because you know that he is your only life. And you know that, that no matter what you do, as long as you're trusting in God, you're going to be all right. So just because things may not line up in, in what you see physically, as long as we trust in God without borders, without restrictions, without limitations. I wear a bracelet that says limitless, Ephesians 3.20. So now, that, now to him who is able to do all things immeasurably more than ever we ask, 
we can, can never ask or imagine according to the spirit that's at work within us. We trust with God without limits, without placing borders on, okay, I'm only going to trust you this much. Okay, I'm going to go here, but I, I, I don't know if I believe you enough to, to really give, to really go all in, to really jump into the deep end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into the part that's kind of in between where if you get down a little bit, you can still touch the ground and jump back up. No. God wants us in the deep end because it's in that deep end where we completely, we got nothing else to rely on. We can't rely on ourselves. It's where our feet may fail. When we can't rely on ourselves and we're not dependent upon ourselves and we're solely dependent upon God, that's where we need to be. Nicoletta hates when I pray because sometimes I, I, I pray and I say, God, bring us to a point where all we can do is depend on you. Because physically, who, who wants, like our flesh, who wants to get to that point? Like we don't want to get to that point where we're not in control of, of where we're going to go and what we're going to do and what's going to happen. But, but what I'm trying to say today is, is living outside of that point and being dependent on God is better than that point. That, that, that we've got to trust in God that no matter what plans, the best plans that you can come up with by yourself is not better than the plans that God can come up with for you. And we have to trust him. Which brings to the, the verse everyone, everyone knows if you've been in church for more than a week. Um, just kidding. But it says uh, verse, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. With all of our heart, and lean not on our own understanding. When we talk about faith and, and, and trust, I don't know, I don't know if I'm, I, I may have heard this from a sermon, but I know um, that, that the opposite of faith isn't necessarily doubt, fear. The opposite of faith can be knowledge and what you know. Because if you know something, you don't have to have faith by it. If you know the steps you got to take in your life, then you don't have to have faith to walk through it because you know you can do it in your own strength. But when you have faith, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, is confidence of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. When we don't see something, that's true faith when we decide to do it. Verse, in Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge who he is. Remember who God is. Acknowledge who he is. If, you, if, you, if you're in a position where, where, you, you, where finances are tight, you acknowledge who God is, that he's going to provide for all of your needs. If you're in a situation where just uh, uh, me- medical bills, sicknesses, cancers, aches, whatever it is, we acknowledge who God is in that situation, knowing that he is the healer. He is the great physician. He has the final say, and he is the, he's the doctor who knows all things. Whether it's in a situation of, of we got a lot of decisions to make, God says ask for wisdom. He will bring you wisdom. But acknowledge him in everything that you do, whether it's work, school, neighborhood. Acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge that he is love, that you can love your neighbors, you can love your co-workers. Acknowledge that he is grace, so you can give grace out to the world around you. Not be the one who's easily offended by everything, but be 
graceful so that people can, can see God through that as you acknowledge who he is. He will make your path straight. So that brings us today to are we connected to the source of our life? Are we choosing to live in a tent and be okay with it? That, that sometimes we live in a tent for so long and these bugs and sin become so normal to us that we don't really have hope for something else other than what we're accustomed to because that's what we're comfortable in. But are we connected to the spirit who gives us that life? Are we connected? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, I know my mom's in the building. Um, what's his dad's favorite movie? Christmas Vacation was a, Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation. And he's putting all the lights on in the house. I don't know if any of you saw the movie, but these lights all in the house. And he's wondering, why is it not connected? And he's doing all this stuff to get it connected. And, and all they had to do was turn the switch on. <laughs> but are we like that house, a whole bunch of dead lights? Or are we connected to the spirit? Are we connected to that life that, that provides that energy that we need to live? Are we connected to the life? So some of you, that may be you today. Are you connected to the source of life? And the next question is, do we have hope in what we do not see? Are we a bunch of people who live by what we see and how we, how we feel at that moment? Are we a people who, who, who live by sight and not by faith? So today I, I want to challenge you, encourage you. Just like the song says, the trust in God regardless of your circumstances. And know that his grace abounds in deepest waters. That when your feet may fail and fear surrounds you, that you know that he will never fail. You won't start now. So put your trust in a God who, who loves you, has the best plan for your life regardless of where you're at, regardless of the mistakes you make. Or even if you're sitting in here and, and you may have come to church and you're just not filling in. You know that you go home and there's all these battles that, that go on that, that you fight through. God is there. God understands the struggle. Paul understood that struggle and he wrote the Bible. So let me pray. Lord God, we praise you today. God, for you're a God who loves God, and you're a God who knows all of our needs. God, God, you know every situation that was brought into this building. God, we, we know that you know our bodies inside and out, Lord God. You know every situation. God, whether it's college or a new job or whatever it may be, God, you know it. God, and even when we don't, Lord God, we lean into you, Lord God. We trust in you, Lord God. Help us trust in you, Lord God. God, that we don't have to have things lined up in, in our own physical way, God, but we just got to know that we are willing to follow you. God, that we don't need to know the how, but we just need to know that we are following you, and that's all that matters. 
God, I pray for those of us in here today, Lord God, that may not be connected to the spirit that brings us life. God, I pray, God, that, that today, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit may reveal yourself to them, Lord God, and open up their eyes and remove the, 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 the blindfold that they may be covering what they need to see and what they need to hear, Lord God. I pray, God, that the deaf ears will be, be open today, Lord God. I pray, God, that eyes that cannot see spiritually, Lord God, I pray, God, that they will be open, Lord God, to your word and open to the, the knowledge of your spirit, Lord God. I pray, God, that, that, that life will be birthed today, Lord God, that they don't have to live a life that's, that's following death and they don't have to live a life towards destruction and as, as we live in this world we're doomed for destruction Lord God but if we have the connection to the spirit we have a deposit in heaven Lord God we we, we, we thank you today God for the life that you've given us God and I pray that no one will walk outside of these doors without, without receiving that life God and help us long for you more God will help us live with the hope that we know that we have an eternal house made by you. God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name.